This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. This episode is sponsored by SkyPBX. Take your calls to the cloud. Professional services, cost-effective, scalable and adaptable, easy-to-use, VOIP from SkyPBX. On today's show, the guys reach into the archives and pull out an interview with Paul Hamilton. He's the author of the book, If I Were a Wizard. We've got an East Initiative update, some witty banter, and much more. Up next on EduTech Guys. EduTech Guys Radio. Radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site of this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio. I'm David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We got a really cool cat that we're going to be chatting with today. Dude, I thought we had a human. When did we get a cat? Oh, well, <laughs> that's what you're doing there. I, I, I forgot to tell you. No, we got we got a cat. <laughs> He's a nice cat. His name's Nigel. Anyway. Top cat. Top cat. His best friends call him TC. Ooh, that's a great show. <laughs> Everyone out there just went, what are these talking about? What are they talking about? Obscure Hanna-Barbera cartoons? Really, guys? Is that the best you <laughs> can do? Is that what we're doing today? Hey, listen, here's what you're doing today. You're going out to the web. You're typing in EduTech, guys, and you're going to find us because we're out there on the web. You're going to find us out there. Hey, go over to Twitter, twitter.com slash EduTech, guys. Drop us a direct message, which comes directly to us in our brains. Directly. Directly. Not indirectly. But directly. Well, it's, I guess it kind of is indirectly because it comes to my phone first and then, you know, I read it. Is that indirect? Anyway, reach out to us. Let us know what you think about the show. Take a listen. You can find us pretty much now out there everywhere. Spotify, oh, uh, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes Podcast, Overcast, Google Cast. You know, cast a line into the stream and catch a fish. And it's going to say a jet guys on the side of it. Right on the reel side. It in. That's <laughs> what's going to happen. No, really do. We've got a great show for you. Lots of great stuff going on. You know, I think fall may have officially hit here finally. Well, it's Ar- it's 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 Southwest Arkansas, right? right. Lower A, uh, Lower right. Arkansas, right. LA. Um, and today only got up to eighty nine. It, it did, and the rest of oh, the week was it eighty? Maybe eighty? Yeah, seventy nine. The and the rest of the week is like not even supposed to hit seventy. So, for those of you turning in the first time, here in Arkansas, eighty is rather cold <laughs> in October. Yeah, that's right. So, 
Fall has officially arrived. Fall has officially fallen. Fallen. Yep. Anyway, uh, great show today. We're going to take a quick listen to uh, something from the Conrad Challenge. And when we come back, we'll be talking with uh, Paul and talking about his book about being a wizard, which has something to do with coding. I know you're excited. Stay tuned. A transformative educational experience. The Conrad Challenge. Collaborate. Educate. Innovate. Welcome to the program. Uh, this is Paul Hamilton, author of If I Were a Wizard. So we just want to tell us about your book, your experience, where this all yeah. came about. Yeah, thank you, David, yeah. for having me. Um, so basically, it's a, it's a picture book. It's a children's picture book. Um, it starts off with Hazel, and, and Hazel basically wants to be a wizard when she grows up. All her friends are wanting to be architects and doctors and nurses, and she wants to be a wizard. So... She kind of pretends that she goes on a journey and she helps family and friends. She helps dad think of a new recipe for, for dinner because dads are not great at coming up with new recipes. Um, she helps cousin Milo create these magical 10 perfect waves, these sets of waves to surf on. And at the end of the book, it basically connects all of her experiences, all of her magic with fundamental coding concepts like algorithms, repeats and loops, conditional statements. And so what it's hoping to do is kind of demystify I guess this computer science where it's all this foreign language and actually make it relatable for kids yeah. um, and it's a it's it's a new concept it's um, I've got a lot of teachers in primary and elementary school that really love it because it kind of helps explain it for them they're a bit bamboozled by the whole concept of this stuff that I've got to now teach in in yeah. the primary school and um, it kind of demystifies that a little bit I hope and helps them but it also helps the kids yeah, yeah. that's awesome yeah. So, so basically, guys, I'm a, I'm a teacher. I'm a primary school teacher by trade. So um, I've got good roots in, in education. Um, and now I work with teachers uh, at my school to try and get them to integrate tech a bit more effectively. And so it kind of hit me when I was teaching uh, primary kids that when I was teaching them coding, they got to a certain point in their coding journey and then they stopped. They found it too hard. It all became too much. And it got me thinking, okay, how is this possible? You know, why is this happening? And I found out that the kids just didn't have the conceptual knowledge of the concepts. They didn't have that vocab. They didn't understand the terms that they were using in their code. Sure. So I guess the, the, the purpose of the book is, is to build that conceptual understanding so that when they get to a stage where they know, oh, I've got to get, my code needs to have this looping. I actually know what a loop is and I know what a repeat is instead of saying I don't know what it is. So, so the initial intention was to, that's why I did it. And the other thing that I'm really passionate about is to see the magic in tech. You know, we can do, we can use tech in magical ways that yeah. we can't accomplish anything else without it. You know, kids making apps that actually help other kids and, and you know, just really magical things. So they're the two things that I wanted to do, the tech magic and also to make these concepts a bit more relatable. Well, and that's, and, and, and I love the, 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 the idea that she wants to be a wizard yeah. and you refer to this as the tech magic because yeah, I yeah. mean it really is yeah yeah to me it's amazing when you see especially when you, you get those light bulb moments yeah. where the students are working on something and, yeah. and and the and all of the pieces and parts come together and all of a sudden especially when they execute and, yeah, the, yeah. and it actually runs yeah. it's not just kids either any any of the, anyone who's been involved with any kind of coding or programming, when you hit execute and yeah. it actually works, you know, yeah. there's that kind of, whoo, hey, I did it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> David, how old you are, <laughs> David? You're absolutely right. It's 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 the only subject or the 
we connect it to maths and literacy as well. But it's the only experience where I've seen kids say, hey, look what I've done. And the little wow moments like you were talking yeah. about. Um, we don't see that a lot in education these days. And right. I think it's important to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I bet the same thing's happening with teachers, too. That seems to be the biggest thing we notice. Yeah. Teachers have a really hard time of grasping it. And you know how most teachers are. If they can't grasp the concept, they're going to push it way in the corner and throw clothes on top of it and everything else so they don't have to mess with it anymore. Absolutely, Jeff. The, the one comment I get, the feedback I get from teachers a lot, and I work with a lot of teachers, is um, I'm already full. I'm already teaching too much. Right. How do I fit this in? And so my angle is always um, talking to teachers about what they're passionate about. If they're passionate about literacy, let's hook in coding with literacy. If we're a passionate maths teacher, hey, look at the links with maths and coding. Yeah. You know, I don't see why this has to be a separate. I think it needs to tie into what the teachers are passionate about and then they're more likely to introduce it, I think, to their kids. Yeah, and yeah. I think they learn pretty quickly how they can apply it to every other discipline that they're teaching. Mm -hmm. Abs absolutely. Immediately they go, oh, once they start having success yeah. with it, they go, oh, I've been doing this forever. I just didn't know that's yeah. what it was called. I, I think um, I was talking to an English teacher the other day and um, we were talking about what an algorithm is. And, and I said, well, you know what procedural text is. You, you know, you teach your kids how to write detailed steps. It's the same thing. I said, let's... Mm -hmm. Let's break down some barriers here and let's connect the two and see how we can work together on this. And she was like, oh, okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. so you're right. It's about joining the dots, I think, at the moment. I think, I don't think we've done a good job of teaching coding in the past. I think it's always been very much an add-on. This is different. This sure. is, yeah. it's coming from tech people that yeah. a lot of teachers find hard to connect with. I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest. It's kind of like a different world so yeah. I think we need to think of it a bit differently these days yeah you know 30 years ago I said in the university across the street from here in the Vax lab yeah you know and, and, and it was me and a bunch of nerds okay it was a bunch of nerds yeah yeah and me included yeah but, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're not going to argue that but, point but, but for the longest time there it was it was uh, it was very hard for me yeah as a musician yeah and then it suddenly clicked but that was what most people looked at coding as for a long time and yeah. still do yeah you know a bunch of nerds sitting around with yeah. a language that only they speak and it's yeah. a very it's, it's a boys club yep to get into so it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting that your your character is a, is a girl too that's that's a good thing yeah well jeff it originally it wasn't a girl it was actually um it was a boy and i've got three girls at home at the moment uh -huh. you got two <laughs> um and, and there's something happening. There's something very wrong at the moment. I, my daughter is finishing high school, so she's in year 12, and she does chemistry, physics, and math C, which is the hardest mathematics. She's the only girl in a big co-ed school in each of those subjects. Mm. Wow. And we, we've got to start asking some questions here that this is not right. Statistically, that should not happen. Right. Um, so I, I, I did actually turn it from a boy into a girl for some of those reasons. I don't like doing that because I'm a boy and I kind of was from my experience. So sure. I, initially, I didn't want to do that. But then I thought there's a bigger message here. We need to try and try and even up this balance a little bit. Right. We know it's the 21st century and yeah. the stuff that we do as boys... Yeah, can be done by girls. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it's it's. But I, I did notice it, and I thought that was really great. So, uh, the next steps. What's coming next? So, what's yeah. the next book? So, well, the the <laughs> next, the next birth, I guess, of the new character is actually not a book. It's um, I'm working on an AI avatar at the moment. Okay, oh, cool. Um, I've paired up with this company called Expressive AI, and they do these uh, kind of Disney-like characters, really high-definition 3D yeah. talking avatars. And I've created through IBM Watson, uh, IBM Assistant. I'm not yeah, sure if you yeah. know it. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I've created um, 
a, a bot there that actually talks to kids and, and tries to spark their interest in technology. So it's like an inquiry bot, if you like. So it gets talking and then says, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? And directs them into kind of knowledge. So that's been a massive journey. I'm kind of writing this from, from scratch, basically. And it's, uh, it's taken me about six months the dialogues and the trying to predict what each kid's going to say and right. how do I respond to that sure. is just been massive. And now hopefully I'm connecting it with this amazing character that will do speech to text and text to speech really, really well. So I'm excited about that. A little bit different. Yeah. Um, I've got some other books that I've written manuscripts for, um, but at the moment they're kind of just sitting there waiting to be edited and looked at and pulled apart and yes, yes. And, and illustrations are a big thing too if you're yeah. doing picture books you need great illustrations if yeah. you don't they tell the story just as much as the words so oh, yeah. and that costs money I mean let's yeah. be honest illustrators yeah. they take six months to work on my book you know you need to pay them what they deserve sure yeah sure. so there's a few things holding me back from my <laughs> from my next book but, that's uh, yeah. awesome that's yeah. okay though you got yeah. several things you know several, several irons in the fire yeah. so to say so yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's cool that's and it's great. hard to know which one will take off, you know. Oh, right. Like you guys, you put a lot of things out there and some really resonate with people and mm -hmm. others kind of think, oh, that's yeah. okay, but push it to the we side. We so. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, so. What's funny is it's never the thing you think. The thing you think is going to be awesome and great is the one that people go, oh, yeah, that was kind of neat. And then the one thing that is almost, I don't want to say a throwaway, but it's one of those things where you're kind of like, oh, this isn't going to go anywhere. I just yeah. man, I feel like I wasted my time. And all of a sudden, that's what catches fire. And like, uh, wait a minute, what? Uh, yeah. I, I think, crazy. David, some are, some are functional. Some, are, some things are actually usable and really needed. And, and some of my ideas are not like that. They're just kind of great <laughs> ideas. And I'm thinking, I love this. Yeah. But, but how do people use them? And write, yeah. yeah, so yeah. That's, I think that's where the book's done pretty well is people can open it up and use it. Oh, sure. I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm really excited about your presentation here. And are, are you excited? Yeah, yeah. So I ran some sessions yesterday um, at the pre-conference mm -hmm. just on, on them. And then I've got a little literacy, I think, in coding is coming up. So that'll be great. Yeah, yeah. cool. Looking forward to it. Well, thanks for stopping by and talking oh, to us. Oh, thank you so much, guys. So people want to get oh, in touch with oh, you? yeah. Oh, where can they um, find you? Twitter? Twitter uh, uh, yeah, just type in Paul Hamilton into Google. and uh, <laughs> no, So it's at Paul Hamilton 8 on Twitter. Awesome. Um, and YouTube. I try and do as many tutorials on YouTube. If you look up um, apps by Paul Hamilton, you'll see all the tutorials that I do with um, all the apps that I use with my kids and kind of tutorials for teachers. Uh, really proud. Just clicked over 1 million views. So I'm kind of... Hey, awesome. No cat videos there and, and I'm still over 1 million. So that's, that's pretty cool. That is very um, cool. So yeah, so you can find me. Just reach out. Love to hear from teachers all the time about what they're doing in the classroom. Awesome. Cool. And they can find your book if I were a wizard on, on Amazon. Amazon and yeah I think Amazon's probably the one that most people go through these days hey yeah yeah cool although cool. you could also go to wizardcodingbook.com oh gee you've done your homework David um, <laughs> if I can do a shout out for that website um, yep. it, it's got a lot of resources on it a lot of printables a lot of um, unplugged activities that you don't need to kind of have computers and screens with so have a look at that it's got some cool stuff there that you can download for free that's cool excellent wonderful Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Jeff. Thanks, David. Thank you Thanks so much. We nice appreciate it. You. Lovely to meet you guys. Very good Have to meet you. This episode of EduTech Guys is brought to you by Sky PBX. Take your calls to the cloud. With a cloud-based PBX, your cell phone can be your extension number and your desk phone can be in your home office, giving the caller a seamless way to get a hold of you or your employees. With our cloud PBX, you can have your phone anywhere with an internet connection. Professional services, cost-effective, scalable, and adaptable. Easy to use, Sky PBX.
skypbx.com. That's S-K-Y-E-P-B-X.com. Hi there, I'm Jerry Prince with EAST with this week's EAST Update. The overall mission of EAST is to provide students opportunities to grow. The unique environment of EAST allows students to have a deciding role in when, where, and how this growth takes place. Student growth cannot be easily measured on a linear scale like test scores. It is more cyclical in nature with defined steps that are in constant motion when growth is occurring. This model of growth recently presented itself as we visit with a second-year East student from Jacksonville High School. We caught up with Jonathan when he was attending virtual reality training. The initial step on the East growth model is exploration. Jonathan details how this looks from his perspective. Mostly I came here to figure out more about VR, level design, um, not really for any particular reason, but more because out of interest. I I didn't know much about it. I tinkered with Unreal Engine before, but not really much in depth. I didn't really know much about it. But I wanted to figure out more about what I could do with it and see if I liked it or not. After exploring, students narrow their focus, identifying a problem and starting to work towards a solution. In this instance, that focus comes from the visual aspects of virtual or augmented reality. Because like my brother, he goes through this ASPVI, Arkansas School for Blind and Visually Impaired. Apparently, sometimes they will use VR to sharpen things for people who are visually impaired. Because they might not be able to see something as clearly. So they can bump up the contrast for something. They can mess with it. And in that case, more often than not, they use augmented reality instead of virtual reality but they're still very closely linked. After exploring and finding a focus, the next step is development, learning and applying. I would say that if anyone is interested in learning something new or trying something different, something that they hadn't thought of before, go to a training because it opens up a lot of different ideas and viewpoints. And it can also, like, one reason I mostly go to trainings is because I don't quite understand a solid plan of exactly 100% of what I want to do after high school. And this is a plan, well, this helps me plan out what am I good at, what do I enjoy? Is this actually feasible for me to attempt to do after high school? The growth process then goes to a deliverable, which could be a tangible product. But in that process, there are multiple points of a deliverable. It could also just be an idea or a pitch of a solution. The final product is often necessary for the student and their confidence, but it's not always required when looking at growth. And this process is continually in motion with multiple levels of the process underway at any given time. Special thanks this week to Jacksonville High School East student Jonathan for talking about his experiences in virtual reality which allowed us to demonstrate the growth model of EAST. And special thanks to our student composer, Miguel, from Drew Central High School in Monticello with Hidden Agenda. If you're interested in the changes EAST students are making in their community, follow us on social media at the EAST Initiative or visit our website, eastinitiative.org. With the EAST Update, I'm Jerry Prince.
Hey, thank you so much, Jerry, and the folks over at the East Initiative for providing the update. And we want to give a very special thank you to uh, author Paul Hamilton for stopping by to visit us, visit with us when we were at uh, Henderson State University. Uh, we are going to be next week live, live, which is a scary <laughs> thought. Um, but uh, yeah, on October 18th, we're going to be in North Little Rock at the Arkansas Conference of Technology. Hey, and then two days later, we'll be down in Houston, Texas at the Aldine Independent School District for the TCCA conference on October the 20th. That's right. And then fast forward uh, at the end of November, rolling into December, uh, we'll be at the uh, AESA conference. We've been there now. This will be our fourth year broadcasting live from the Association for Education Service Agencies National Conference. And this time, it's in Colorado Springs. Brr. Yeah. <laughs> and then in January, we're at FETC 2019 conference. And more information coming about that one as we get a little closer. That's right. And hey, uh, not to wrap it up real quick, but let's wrap this thing up real quick. I'm David Henderson. I'm Jeff Madlock. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site is programmed to those of participants and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all but, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.